Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to season two of the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. And just like that annoying taste you get when you scoff down fish, chips, and curry sauce, and it repeats on you all day, Tom and I are back with our 2022 draft special. We'll also be taking a look at what's been going on with the Chiefs since the break, as if we didn't already know. But first, my butt first. Are you taking a butt first? This, on, on the first episode of the season two, is that what you're doing? I'm taking the butt first, and it's a good one, trust me. But, but first, isn't it cool that Arrowhead Pride actually decided to renew us? Like, and we need to like <laughs> we need to thank the people out there because like these guys read the ratings and reviews, and especially like the review side of things. Like, we get quite a good amount of nice reviews and yeah. i think that helps us and brilliant for whatever reason our head pride have said yes we want you two back for another season so here we are so it's I'm the just... listeners fault we're back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm i'm delighted to be back i've, I've missed you i'm not being funny. last time we spoke was mm-hmm. before the bengals game it wasn't after we never had an end of season show because That's you couldn't make it I, so I, last I... time we spoke was before then I couldn't make it because I think I was that gutted <laughs> in that game. I, um, I'm, I'm very upset that you brought it up again, actually, because uh, I still don't think I've got over it, as many people haven't. Should we just make it a tradition from here on out now that the day after the season or the, the week after the Chiefs season ends, we don't have a show. We just sulk <laughs> and that's it. So we never actually get a formal goodbye for this yeah. season. We just have a, a period of mourning and that can last four or five months before we come back again. So we sing when we're winning. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically, we become glorious. Basically, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, I I stole the butt first. I I said I wanted to steal the butt first because it is extremely important. And normally, we like to talk about other sports. Obviously, the main one we like to talk about is soccer slash football. And um, the World Cup draw happened. Uh, just a, a month or so ago, and uh, England are playing the USA Ooh. in the World Cup this year. <laughs> Getting tasty in here, isn't it? Yeah, on Black Friday of all <laughs> days, Thanksgiving weekends, the uh, England will be playing USA in the World Cup. Like I know USA have quite a good history of playing England in the World Cup. It, it actually hasn't gone to plan for England in the past in that particular fixture. But England are currently one of the best teams in the world. They've reached the last semi-final of the World Cup, the final of the Euros, um, arguably should have won one of those tournaments, but never managed to do it. And they're going into the World Cup so hot. And I'm just here to say to the thousands of American soccer fans that 
listen to this show just to say it's coming home and <laughs> you guys are going to get your ass kicked on uh, February the 20, uh, November the 26th. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, they don't know what soccer slash football is, really, do they? I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's a bit. It's going to be a bit of a walk in the park for us, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to be like this all the way through till November. Now, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. We do love you, but we are going to be like this. And if, of course, the impossible does happen, and the USA manage manage to find a way to beat England in the World Cup, then of course, keep your receipts, download this show, make your own. Like, I don't know, make your own snippet of all the arrogant things that we say. But guess what? It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As a confident Englishman, this is the year that football finally comes home. And it's going to be in America. No, it's not. It's in Qatar. It's in America in four years. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm already, Sorry, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a World Cup ahead. <laughs> World Cup As behind. You do. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, mate. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, you stole a book first, but I don't mind that because, yeah, the World Cup, it's uh, it, it's one of those tournaments that, well, it's the World Cup, isn't it? It's it actually played by countries of the world, not just one country, mm-hmm. you know, like World Series or a Super Bowl or something like that. It's it's a World <laughs> Cup, isn't it? I know I'm really, I'm really, really sticking the knife. Jesus, we're out to lose all of our listeners this week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Back for... Just because we got renewed on season two, we think we're the Billy Big Balls now and we can act like ourselves for the next few you know, minutes. There's, some, there's Americans in their trucks now going, oh, God, I can't wait to take these Englishmen out. <laughs> but anyway, we, it's, it's miles, miles down the line, isn't it? So uh, let's get on to what we're actually here for, and that is to talk about our beloved NFL team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, my butt first was that I felt I really needed to start a show by just cutting into my heart and letting it bleed all over the microphone because Chiefs legend Tyreek Hill is no longer a Chief. I'm slowly coming to terms with it, I'll be honest, Um, but this just felt like a sucker punch to the entire Chiefs kingdom, I felt. And... It was a fan base that stood by Tariq through some very difficult times, let's say. Uh, but personally, I feel like I've been dumped by my high school sweetheart for the guy in class that loves to eat glue sticks. I don't know about you, mate. I don't know if you feel as though your heart's been ripped out or whether you're actually over this. Weren't you the guy that ate the glue sticks in school? Ah, there's a plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> um well, you know, because we've talked about this since it happened. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that I think I am the, I was the calmest man on earth when it comes to the Tyreek Hill trade. You like, were, annoyingly so, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't really, like, bother me. Like, yes, you are losing one hell of a player, but I felt like the Chiefs made the best of a very bad situation. And, like, normally you look at trades and you think, right, who, who won the trade? Is it the player? Is it the team that receives the player? Is it the team that um, traded um, the team that traded away the player? And to me, I look at this and there's two winners of this trade, one of them being Brett Veach and the other probably being Patrick Mahomes. Because Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, but Tyreek Hill obviously because he got paid a hell of a lot of money, but... <laughs> Uh, less so on the less so on the dolphin side of things because like yes Tyreek Hill 
got paid a ridiculous amount of money. He's going to be the, the, the highest paid receiver for 12 months or so until someone else gets comes along and gets a, a bigger deal than he does. That that's He's going to hold that mantra for 12 months, fair play to him. But at the end of the day, he's going to have two are throwing in the football. Uh, <laughs> it's just not, it's not going to be the same. I think he's probably done enough already to warrant a Hall of Fame career if he adds a few more thousand yard seasons. Mm. He doesn't need to re- he doesn't need to produce at the level that he did in Kansas City to still get into the Hall of Fame. I think he can take a drop back, but I think he genuinely has turned down a chance at like a, a, an all world type all time career in Kansas City, yeah. which is probably what he could have been on for. Um, at the end of the day, he's gone from Patrick Mahomes to Tua, but I said who are the winners? And I said, Brett Veach and Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach got a haul for Tyreek Hill, five picks, mm. five picks. When, when, when it's first got spelled out that Tyreek Hill was going to be traded, there was Packers fans all over the timeline saying, Oh, they're not going to get much for Tyreek Hill. Cause Devante Adams only went for a first and a third where the Tyreek Hill trade completely blew that out of the water. Five yeah, I didn't think it Brett was Veach enough. It. So I didn't think it was enough. I wanted five firsts for him. <laughs> <laughs> crazy man crazy man and um I've, i obviously said that patrick mahomes is the winner and you're thinking crazy you've taken away tyreek hill well how can he be the winner because the chiefs become a little less predictable now like mm. there's everyone always says oh patrick mahomes has been the benef- benefactor of having tyreek hill and travis kelsey on that team and let's see patrick mahomes without those two players let's see if he's any good <laughs> Well, we've seen it before. He's been very good without Tyreek Hill. He's been very good without having multiple weapons on the offense. He is a very good quarterback. Now he's got this opportunity to stick two fingers up at the entire NFL media and NFL fan base and anyone that doubts Patrick Mahomes. And he's going to come out and he's still going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be phenomenal next year and for the throughout the rest of his career. And then you're going to realize, actually, he wasn't just really good because he had Tyreek Hill stretching the field. He's really good because he's Patrick Mahomes. So in terms of legacy, this is going to help Patrick Mahomes no end because I don't think it greatly affects the Chiefs' chances of making the Super Bowl. I don't think it Mm. makes it any worse. I just think they're about where they were, about par. But in terms of what people think of Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, the opinion of him is just going to go right up there. The thing that shocked me the most, I think, about this was, I mean, yeah, I never actually thought that Tyreek Hill would ever be traded or ever leave the Chiefs because he's got it so good in Kansas City. The Mahomes effect that we all hear about is is like, you know, he's this generational talent, he's this quarterback that's going to be pushing for rings and you'd be crazy to leave him. You know, that that that's what we kind of embody as the, the Mahomes effect, don't we? Yeah. It clearly didn't happen. It clearly didn't work here that this Mahomes effect was going to keep a star player like Tyreek Hill around. But clearly the Mahomes effect has a, has a monetary value to it because yeah. Tyreek Hill really got paid and yeah. he got paid. And from the chats I've had with other Chiefs fans, uh, even in, in America, have all said, if you were going to get a place to go to in America, it would be Miami, wouldn't it? it it's got the sun, it's got the, it's got the, that kind of like Miami lifestyle and they don't pay income tax. That's a big thing. That's well, they, again, that's another big draw <laughs> to it, isn't it? You know, yeah. everything for Tyreek Hill must have, it must have just looked at that and thought, you're going to pay me all of this money 
was it 25 mil plus is it per, yeah. per season? I'm going to live in Miami and I'm not going to get taxed on it. Where do I sign? And clearly the Mahomes effect only goes so far. That's what I'm trying to say, I suppose. Um, if, you're, if you're a wide receiver chasing a ring, or if you're a, a player that's chasing a ring and you want that stamped on your, on your legacy, you go to the Chiefs. But if you've already got that, you've already got that ring, and, and you haven't been handsomely paid, let's say, from the Chiefs for quite a number of years, you're going to go, aren't you? You're going to leave and you're going to make sure that you get your bag as well if you've already got that ring on your finger. Yeah, you touched on it slightly there. Do you think that the deal that they offered Tariq Hill three years ago or two or three years ago had an effect on his decision-making this time? Because he signed a team-friendly deal last time. He was underpaid last time. And do you think, actually, I want to make my bag this time. I don't care how much um, I piss off Brett Veach or Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. I want to get paid what I think... I'm worth. And do you think that was all that mattered to him? It didn't matter where it was. It was just all about that money. I, I think, I think that the place where he was going to was a factor. I think Miami was always something and he's, he's always in Miami apparently, isn't he? He's always training and, and he's got yeah. property there and things like that anyway. But yeah, I, I think the previous years where he got a, a more of a team friendly deal, more, more so because of obviously some of the off the field issues that he'd already had. Mm. Um, kind of, you know, the Chiefs kind of leveraged that a little bit towards him yeah. and, and made sure that, you know, it was the only kind of deal that he was going to get from anywhere mm-hmm. because of the, the news that was surrounding him. So I think I think that, that was a factor. And I think if somebody waves 25, 28 million under your nose per season yeah. and you're only getting before, I don't know what, what his deal was before, but it, it was nowhere near that, was it, before? No. Um, you're going to go, aren't you? Yeah, you're gonna go, and oh, I would. Yeah, oh, absolutely, I would. Oh, yeah. If if, if you've already won the won the ring, you've you've achieved what you can in Kansas City. You didn't manage to get the dynasty that you wanted. Yeah, but yeah. you've still had an excellent career in Kansas City. Then, yeah, I don't blame Tyreek Hill at all. The no. only thing that like I find funny about it is is the quarterback that's throwing him the football, and that that <laughs> that's where I find it funny. Like we we sat here last year and we watched teams throw eight man coverages in sometimes nine-man coverages against the Chiefs because they were so scared about getting beat by Tyreek Hill. And I, I just cannot wait to see how Tua deals with that type of coverage. Like, it's just going to be hilarious. Where teams are Because they, they have weapons now in Miami. They have lots of weapons, and their the weapons are in the pass-catching game. So the defensive coordinator is going to play them and go, well, go on in, Tua. Try and beat us. And it doesn't matter that he has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to throw to. It's just, it's and Mike Kaziki, like that's a hell of a trio right there. Yeah. It's going to be so funny just to watch <laughs> them pay so much money to a receiver that, yes, makes them better, but doesn't make them a Super Bowl contender. And it was shown in the odds. As soon as the trade happened, Miami's odds hardly went up at all. And Kansas City's odds didn't shift at all. No one believes in Miami. No one believes in Tua. And yes, they're going to be paying this guy Tyreek Hill but ultimately, I don't think it will come to anything apart from Tyreek Hill having a massive house. Oh, he's he's just laughing down in Miami, <laughs> yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's just yeah. laughing himself there. He's thinking, what, you're just going to... I'm not going to get the ball as much. I'm not going to have to <laughs> run as much. And you're paying me more money and I'm not getting taxed on it? Get me there, man. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it begs the question now because, I mean... 
the Chiefs wide receiving room was over. We, we said last season, it was a little bit light, wasn't it? Um, in, in the fact that we didn't really have a standout wide receiver too. Um, and it looked a little bit lopsided. It was, it wasn't a balanced kind of wide receiving core that we had. Now we've seen the chiefs have actually gone that step further and literally nuked the wide receiver room. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Tom's happy about that. Yes. But you're quite happy about what the, the, the moves that we made, didn't we? Cause you were, you've been banging on about Juju for quite some time. That yeah. you knew he was available. You were like, I want Juju. I want Juju on the team. I've always been a bit standoffish about Juju and I wasn't too sure it's about it. Because you're old and you hate TikTok. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> As that a younger a person. That might be a that, factor. <laughs> as a younger person that appreciates a good TikTok, I, I'm all for Juju. I'm all, look, the receiver room, I'm like, how can you not be happy? Yes, you, losing Tyreek Hill is a bummer. It is. But you also finally got rid of Demarcus Robinson. He's gone. He's got the Raiders. Ta-da. See you later. He's Derek Carr's problem now. <laughs> He's Derek you, Carr's you, problem. You, you, you got rid of Byron Pringle, so there's none of that chat about his potential. Hey, you, can I just say, can I just say, True to form, Demarcus Robinson's made the backward step there, hasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) They they have no idea what they're in for, do they, those Raiders fans? As soon as they start seeing him go sideways, start doing a little crap move, like they're going to be fuming. Where's he going? (laughs) Cannot wait. Um, Yeah, so they, they blew up the room and they needed to do it. Yes, they haven't got the top end talent in there at the moment. They haven't got that guy. Tariq Hill is one of the best receivers in the league mm. and he is irreplaceable. But in the moves that they made in getting MBS, getting Juju, there was just so much more balance with this wide receiver room and yeah. I fully expect them to add one if not two receivers in the next few days. And when they do that, they're going to have so much more balance across the board. You've got McCole, Juju, MBS, a couple of draft picks to, to bring into it. And you've got Travis Kelsey as well. Like that receiver room overall is better than what we had last year. Yeah, the top two guys, one of them's gone. But in terms of what the whole lot can offer, in terms of that, the amount of issues, the amount of problems that defensive coordinators are going to have, Another year of this offensive line that was really, really good towards the back end of last year, then the, the limit for this offense has just gone up. Like it's there's it it's just such a good position for the Chiefs to be in offensively, knowing that they've got their probably wide receiver two and three sorted already, and mm. they just need to get that guy in the draft to become in and be a wide receiver one if possible. That in a year's time, they're going to look at it and think, well, who's Tyreek Hill? Like, yeah. do we do we actually need that guy anymore? And we don't because because of the balance in play now. I, I don't know. I just That's why I've been so positive about the move mm-hmm. for Tyreek Hill because it is one of those moves where we don't have to pay that guy and it just gives the Chiefs a opportunity to reset offensively and, and, a, and a, an offensive reset that's so desperately needed. Um, because it become a bit stagnant, it become a bit predictable, and now they can change things up. They can go a little bit heavy if they need to. They can run the ball a little bit more. They can spread the ball a little bit more. That I think offensively, that this team, although it might take a few weeks into the season, going into the back end of next year, will be better for what has happened this off season. 
it opens up a world of opportunities, doesn't it? It does, especially when you look at the the, the body types they've got in. Mm. Like Juju is not a small guy. No. He is a big guy that can block. They've got MBS who's still going to be able to stretch the field. So they've got guys there to be able to enable this run game, which the Chiefs refused to take at the back end of last year. They refused. They didn't take it in the the Bengals game. Mm, it was yeah. there. They could have run the football and won that game, but they didn't. And I know. And I'm not seeing this saying, "Oh, we need to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands all the time." I've apologized for that in the past. You don't. You shouldn't do that. Like you need to keep. Patrick Mahomes firing but at the same time you do need to run the football at times and it looks like the Chiefs acknowledge that finally that they've got this all well quarterback and they can they can give him a break and make things easier by opening up the run game and for to me the moves they're making this offseason all lead to them doing that again I just can't wait I can't wait looking forward to it (laughs) right I think we'll take a quick break there Uh, When we come back, we'll be talking a bit more about the Chiefs draft strategy for 2022. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with your boys from the kingdom, Brad and Tom. We're going to be chatting, well, chatting for the rest of the show really for uh, regarding the Chiefs draft strategy for 2022 because Tom and I, now we're not draft experts. Far from it, are we, mate? We're not, we're not these, you know, these guys that are quite meticulous about, you know, this, this, this player has certain particular set of, certain particular set of skills. Hmm. Um, and we like to look at the draft strategy. What are the teams going to be doing? Are they going to be moving up, moving down? Are they going to sit there? Are they going to draft out of rounds? All that kind of stuff. Uh, so Tom and I are going to kind of dissect a little bit what we think Brett Veach has got in his mind. Now, it's quite an impossible task because nobody knows the magical mind of Brett Veach right now mm. because there's so much chatter at the minute. Is he going to go wide receiver? Is he going to go defensive end? 
is he going to completely just go defense heavy in this draft? Because there is a lot of holes to be going <laughs> to be covered in the de- in the defense at the moment, aren't we? Oh, sorry, defense. Um, so um, my initial thought on this was that because there's so many good wide receivers available at the moment, and especially the likes of Debo, there's AJ Brown, there's who's the other guy? I'm missing someone. Do you think AJ Brown's available? Is he not available? I don't think he's well. He might class himself He'll as engineer himself out. He will. The, the Titans like are the Titans are not trading the, uh, AJ Brown. No chance. We said that about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, you can't trade AJ. If they trade AJ Brown, they might as well just give up and end the <laughs> franchise. Like, you, you just can't do that. AJ Brown's a specimen. He's a good player, like he? Yeah. Like, imagine if they traded him to an, an AFC powerhouse as well. Christ, they wouldn't stand a chance. The Titans. It's just like no, no, yeah, no. Like I would love it. I I would give up both firsts for AJ Brown. Yeah, I would. He's young enough. He's like imagine that body in that Chiefs offense. Just it would just be incredible. No, but no chance it happens. Debo, on the other hand, I think would cost you a lot less to get to acquire him and you probably wouldn't have to pay him as much as AJ Brown, but he's another one that would just be interested, interested yeah. in the Chiefs offense. It'd be kind of like having De'Anthony Thomas, De'Anthony Thomas on steroids. Like, that's <laughs> what it would be like. Honestly, it, not even steroids. It would be, I don't know. It'd be like the uh, Captain America's serum. Pop- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Captain America's serum mixed with Popeye's spinach. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like Austin Powers, Mojo, everything. <laughs> everything put lot. together. Yeah, honestly, it, the concoction that you'd need to pull out of AJ Brown's blood samples to realise that him and the Chiefs offence would be De'Anthony Thomas, Max 7. Like, it would be <laughs> it would be incredible. And um, I'm here for it. Did I say yeah, AJ Brown? I meant Debo Samuel. Um, but the Chiefs apparently aren't interested. Apparently they, they want to keep Whoa. their picks. But yeah. I don't believe that Brett Veach. That Brett Veach is a sneaky, sneaky guy. He's like that guy in Mr. Deeds, you know, the one that goes, I'm very, very sneaky stuff. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's Brett Veach for you. In April, he comes alive. He just sits in the shadows all through Maver, yeah. through to March. And in April, he comes alive. Making his schemes. Scheming. Yeah, exactly. Schemy oh. guy. Yeah. Schemy guy. But I want to touch on something that you said, first of all, about we're not being draft experts. And I think that's um, shown in the fact that we've been given roughly about 25 minutes to talk about the draft in the entire offseason yeah. compared to our colleagues that have produced one or two shows every single week. And I just want yeah, to give a shout man. out to those guys. Yeah. Like, how do people do? It's like, I'm not going to lie. It bores the hell out of me, like the <laughs> amount of draft conversations there are because it's constant and like i respect people that can do it and i I, and i do enjoy some of the content but it is everywhere this year more than most like i like i if you were like a guy that was relying on other people's opinions like i do sometimes to to form an opinion you just wouldn't know where to go like it's impossible to have a draft crush because there's 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 cases being made from from everywhere by all these different people. Like I said, I log on Twitter and all I see is this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, this prospect. And it's all by people that I massively respect and they do know what they're talking about. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that these people don't know what they're talking about. 
there's just so many of them. <laughs> there is, isn't it? it, 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 it and it you're is. right, this year seems to be the worst for it, doesn't it? It seems yeah, to be it loads and, and loads of opinions. And I'm trying not to make this sound negative because, like, if any of the other anyone else listens to this show, like one of our colleagues, they might think, are they having a dig at me? It's not, <laughs> it's not a dig. It's not a dig. It's not just dig. an observation that I've just had to take some time out this year from social and even just Chiefs content because and draft content because it's just constant. Like I don't know, I can't form an opinion on anyone because if I've if I have a, a, an opinion against about one player, I know that there's someone else that that I respect that has a different opinion about said player. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the like I don't know the year that we drafted, let's say uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> it, it, like there was loads of people that had a draft crush on Patrick Mahomes. Like I didn't. I respected. <laughs> yeah, there was loads of people. And when we drafted him, the consensus was from people inside the Chiefs media uh, spectrum that it was a good pick and it was going to yeah. turn out all right for the Chiefs. Okay. But this year, I feel like whoever we draft is going to be like Clyde Edwards-Alaire part two, where there's going to be such a divide. It's like, oh, we should have taken this player. Like, imagine like, let's talk, let's pick a receiver. I don't know, Chris Olav, the guy that you like, right? Yeah, yeah, if he's yeah. available at 29 and we don't take him and we take a cornerback or safety or an edge, I know there's going to be loads of people that are happy about the edge, cornerback and safety, but there's also going to be this, this part of Twitter, this part of Chiefs media, that's going to want to burn Breach's house down because he didn't take Chris Olaf. Like it's just, it's just, it's just constant. And the, the differences in opinion is what makes it interesting, but also slightly tedious at the same time. And yes, yeah. you can have those two things. And that's just currently where I'm at uh, on, on draft talk. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs fan base is is going to be anything like the Jets fan base, where they just boo every every first round pick that they've ever got. I don't think it's going to be that level, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be it, it's going to be very divisive in 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 the way that I mean, even even just talking about like the position groups is going to be quite yeah. divisive because. There's some of us who believe that we're going to go wide receiver. There's some that believe we're, we're definitely going to be going defensive end or defensive or D line, um, or even corner. You know, there's so there's so much going on in this Chiefs team at the minute because mm. the, the the team has literally been remapped. Yeah. Um, and there's so many position groups that we feel that we need um, that could <laughs> can only be achieved obviously in this draft, but yeah. The first round pick is going to be, or the first round pick, should I say, is going to be the, the the key area here. And 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 I must admit, I initially thought the Chiefs would be going for a wide receiver in the first round. That was what I believed a month or two ago, yeah. because there's a few a few things that I, I I looked at and I thought, right, I'm trying to read in in Veach's mind here. He got Juju on a what a one year deal. Yeah. He got MVS on a is it a one plus two? I'd never even heard of that before. Is yeah. it a one? Yeah, it's something like that. Um, so I thought he's, he's looking short term for wide receivers. So surely he must be wanting to grab a wide receiver, blood him in this, you know, in this this crazy Andy Reid kind of you know offense, you know, to try and learn that scheme, have these these one year wide receivers, and then throw him in the next year. A bit like similar to what they did with Patrick Mahomes, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when you 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 listen to Brett Veach talking in, uh, at the press conference recently. Corner then was brought up because then you realize we haven't got Ward, we haven't got Hughes anymore. Yeah, are we going to go for a, a top level corner? 
And then you start thinking, well, we haven't got anybody at defensive end anymore. So <laughs> we've only got yeah. Frank Clark, who, again, is yeah. is probably what? He's got another year or two-year deal or something? Yeah. To kind of, you know, kind of keep him there because what's There's the no point way. of actually cutting him for losing all that dead cap? Yeah. We might as well keep him anyway. So there's so many factors around it that you, th- you think you've got Veach cornered. You think you've got him sussed out. And then there's something else just opens your mind up and thinking, well, yeah, we could do that or we could do that. I'm so confused about this Chiefs draft strategy now that mm-hmm. I don't know who the heck we're going to be taking in the first round at and all. This is, and this is like without mentioning safety as well. Like, Oh, man, yeah, we got just, in <laughs> we got we, we got Justin Reed, but we also lost Tyron Matthew, it looks like, and yeah. Dan Sorensen. One Fawnhill's only got a year left on his deal. Yeah. Um, so there's what's the plan? What's potentially a hole at safety? I think the plan is that we don't really know. <laughs> I think I think it's impossible to predict. I think Brett Veach is just the guy that pl- keeps his cards so close to his chest that you're never going to find out what he's planning. It mm. would not surprise me if in the next three days before the draft starts that he trades away one of these first round picks for a player. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he's already identified a guy in the top 15 that he wants and he's packaging those two first round picks to get up to mid-teens or early teens. Because I got reports um, yesterday by Adam Schefter that multiple teams are looking to drop back into the draft. So if there's yeah. multiple teams looking to drop back, it means it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be cheaper to move up into the draft. And if, mm. if, if Brett Beach has, has identified a guy and we know that he has his guys, he always has been very particular about certain players and if he identifies one he likes to go and get him if there's that guy sitting there i don't know at 12 13 14 then say goodbye to both those first round picks because they will yeah. be packaged together would that be for an end would that be for a receiver would it be for a cornerback i don't know i don't possibly know but what i do know is regardless of my opinion on the draft and the build up to the draft and the amount of information that gets thrown at you in the few months leading up to it, it is going to be an exciting three days. The Chiefs have 12 draft picks. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we had that many? I think it was 2008. And the yeah. 2008 draft is renowned as being the best draft the Chiefs had in the last 20 years, outside of 2017, of course. Yeah. But overall, the amount of guys they got in that particular draft was incredible. And the Chiefs can get a haul like they did then. Anything like they can get like three, four really like solid contributors, starting players, and then a superstar in it, then the Chiefs are laughing. This is a a Brett Veach defining draft because if he doesn't nail this one, then people will start to question some of the decisions that he's made. People will question, why didn't you pay Tyreek Hill if you couldn't get a receiver that could help the Chiefs again? Like, why did you give Frank Clark all of that money than a deal that was proved to be basically impossible to get out of mm-hmm. if you weren't going to draft an edge that could then contribute? Like, there, there's so many little stories, mini storylines in this draft that have such a big effect on the way that we view Brett Veach going forward. And there's going to be no one more pressurized than anyone in the draft this week to nail it. And I mean, every single GM here, mm. I think Brett Veach is the one that the whole of the NFL landscape is looking at and going, come on, come on, mate. 
show us that you mean the you mean business show us what you can do because i think everyone realizes that if he nails this draft which is obviously what we want to happen if he has a draft like last year this year but obviously with more picks then the chiefs are going to be they're a problem anyway because they got patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. but if they get another good draft with three or four stars and a superstar then the teams are going to look at the Chiefs and go, well, how do you beat them? Because they're going to have cap space. They're going to have all these young players. They're going to have Patrick Mahomes. They've still got Andy Reid in place for a few more years yet. The people, teams will look at the Chiefs and think, right, that was the year that the Chiefs managed to prolong their their legacy. I think you're right. I think the main goal is longevity here, long-term it's it's yeah, very it has much, to be. It has, it has to, to be, be the way. Yeah. You can't. You just can't keep paying superstars. You just can't. You mm. can't be so top heavy. We we looked at it last year. Look, this this team from one to eight in terms of ability of their their roster, top eight players, brilliant, really good players. Okay, um, they are fantastic. But then after that, no depth, no, no depth nothing. whatsoever, mm. and it, especially in the receiver room. That was the big problem in the receiver room and probably in the cornerback room. There was just no depth whatsoever. And it was a problem. And certainly on the defensive line as well, where now the Chiefs have an opportunity to build so much depth with young talent that nailing it will just put the Chiefs in like the best position going forward. And that's why this week's weekend is exciting, because although we're not going to know this weekend what the outcome for this team will be, we can always look back at this draft and go, well, this was the draft. This was the, the defining draft of the Patrick Mahomes era that allowed him to go on and have like, I don't know, not maybe as many rings as Tom Brady, but have a Tom Brady type career. Mm-hmm. Go like where he can go win three or four rings if possible. If he doesn't, if Brett Reed doesn't know this draft for Brett for Patrick Mahomes this this year, then the chances of Patrick Mahomes getting the amount of rings that we really wanted him to get will go down. Yeah. Is there a possibility? Now, this could be a, a big possibility. It might blow out what we've just said there about longevity and long-term, but is there a possibility uh, that at some point during this draft, maybe Veach does have somebody in mind for his wide receiver mind. He does like his wide receivers, doesn't he? Lucy? It used to be his thing. Um, is there a possibility in this draft that if all of the wide receivers that he was looking at have gone, does he then pull the trigger and say, right, okay, let's make a trade with the 49ers. Let's take Debo and let's give him the deal that he wants. And then that's sorted out that position straight away. And then he's got the rest of the draft to pick whoever he wants for other positions. Do you think the, do you think he would pull that? Would he, would he be tempted to do that, do you think? No, not on draft night. Because like if you, if you go to the 49ers with that proposition on draft night, the 49ers will have our pants down. Because yeah. they're, they're just looking, they're desperate. They're desperate. They would have seen the way the board fell, and they just think the Chiefs are desperate. Well, not unless they, they've already drafted their next wide receiver. You never know. Maybe, maybe. I still think that the, the 49ers, they, they, hold, they hold the cards in that. They're the ones that get mm. to trade Debo. Like, so I, don't, I feel like if there's going to be a deal made for Debo Samuel or AJ Brown, as unlikely as I see that, I feel like it will have to come before Thursday. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the Chiefs will. I don't think they'll do it because Debo wants to get paid. He wants to be used like a receiver. He doesn't want to be used like a running back. And uh, I don't think the Chiefs are in a position right now to go handing out big contracts to other players, especially with what they're trying to achieve in terms of longevity. If that's Mm. the aim, if the aim is longevity and to be consistently good, be like a Patriots type team where you're there or thereabouts every single year, the Chiefs have to now draft. 
They yeah. simply have to. They need to acquire picks and nail those picks, like the Patriots always did every year. They didn't ever got any great players, never got any superstars, but they got guys that they knew could come in, contribute to the system, and let Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the excellent coaching take care of the rest. Like the amount of times that the Patriots have moved out of the first round just yeah. to acquire an extra pick knowing that they can use that extra pick to, to give themselves another guy. And that's what Brett Veach has gone for. Yeah, he lost Tyreek Hill, but he's got five picks out of it. Five picks in the next two drafts. We've got, what, two picks in rounds one to four this year. Mm-hmm. The, the ammo that Brett Veach has to change this franchise for the better, he would be mad to trade any of that away before Thursday. Yeah, I agree. The, the opportunity opened up as soon as we, uh, we traded away Tyreek Hill. The opportunity yeah. opened up to go, right, let's get younger. Uh, let's get cheaper uh, yeah. while we, especially while we've got, you know, the, the, the Patrick Mahomes contract, which I tell you what, mind how good's that contract looking right now. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> how good is that contract? looking? Yeah. even just after a couple of years of, of having it, um, you know, there's, there's quarterbacks now like Derek Carr level quarterbacks who are catching him up and probably even over I think I think Mahomes is actually getting paid less than Derek Carr this this year I mean it goes up obviously the next few years but can you that that's just unfathomable to me that we've got a situation now where we could have one of the cheapest quarterbacks in the next what say three four five years yeah and it's going to be Patrick Mahomes he's going to be one of the cheaper quarterbacks in the the NFL because he's obviously signed his this long term, isn't it? Like the, the NFL salary situation where you, you don't get paid. I, I think it was Duncan from our heads abroad that brought it up. He's the only like position or in entire sport where you get paid comparable to everyone else, not to how well you actually do. Yeah, it's like, your position group. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, oh, that, that Prescott got paid this much. Well, then the next one has to get paid more. Then the next one gets paid more. And it doesn't really matter who it is or what you've done. Is uh, if you are a franchise, the guy's done <laughs> exactly. If you basically the the only like condition is that you are the franchise quarterback. As long as you are the franchise quarterback, when it is your opportunity to get paid, you will get paid as much as the next the last man. Doesn't matter yeah. what you've done, but if you are that guy, you are going to get that contract. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happened with with guys ever since Patrick Mahomes got paid. Patrick Mahomes got his deal. And next thing you know, the quarterback market went from 30 million a year to 40 to 45 million a year. Yeah. There's no way in hell Derek Carr commands, commands that type of fee. There's no way in hell that Dak Prescott commands that type of fee. Like, they've you, got it though. <laughs> but they got it. So, all, all that's happened with this Patrick Mahomes contract, and obviously we're going off piece a little bit here, it's just destroyed bargaining for NFL GMs when it comes to their quarterbacks because they yeah. know now they need to pay this guy 40 million a year. Or they're going to lose him because someone else will pay them forty million a year. He's wonderful. But the, He's I mean, wonderful. The, the, the same thing's happening with the wide receiving salaries, though, isn't it? Because yeah. this is the, this is why we're in a position we're in now. Because yeah, we could trade for somebody like say Debo Samuel, and we've got enough draft capital to do that. But yeah. it's the monetary value, isn't it, that we're looking at now? Going, that's going to take a massive big cap hit. That. Yeah we don't necessarily need to entertain anymore because we're going to, we, we want to get younger and we want to get, you know, healthier and cheaper and everything like that. So th- this wide receiver market has just, just blown up in the last 
well, it's, it's ever since, was it Devante Adams kind yeah. of kicked this off and, and that kind of set the motion going with no, Tyreek it, it wasn't. It was Christian Kirk that kicked that it all off. That was it. Yes, Christian it was Kirk. Christian Kirk, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so you've now got this, I mean, you've got a, a position group now that is, is getting paid quarterback money. So yeah. I, I, I totally money, agree. Quarterback with, money four or five years ago. That's yeah. what receivers are getting now. Yeah. And like, like you look at the Raiders, they're paying Devontae Adams and Derek Carr 60 to $65 million this year. Huge cap hit, that. That's Huge. ridiculous amount of money. You're talking about nearly a third of the entire cap hit this yeah. year is on two players. You can't do that. And this is but, why we, we're going back to this draft. This is yeah. why it's so important. Like, I'm glad that the Chiefs had a line with Tariq Hill and they said it at, was it $22 million? And that's money, all yeah. they were willing to pay which was still would have been a very good pay packet for Tariq Hill, I must add. But I'm glad that's what they said. This is how much we're going to offer you. If you don't want to take it, we will trade you. And the Chiefs stuck to their guns. And I'm, I'm glad they did. But as I've just said, it puts extra em- emphasis on this team. This team are going to be a Patrick Mahomes-led team. He is going to be the constant for the next decade. Everyone else is going to have to slide in, play their role, and contribute and that is what we need this weekend from brett veach we need these guys that contribute not necessarily day one but come the end of season come november come december we need these guys in place ready to make a difference on the football field and that again is why this weekend is very exciting very exciting the interesting thing as well is is um the afc west literally went all out to get yeah. a team together to build something that was going to beat the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have completely changed the game now where they've gone, all right, you, you go short term, we're going to go long term right now. Yeah. I like that. That's how, that's how I like Brett Veach to be. I, I, I like him to be one step ahead each time but and making sure that other teams are trying to keep play catch up with him. Yeah, maybe, but you only have to probably look at the last three Super Bowl winners, and you can argue that the last three Super Bowl winners are teams that have gone all in: uh, the Rams, the Bucks, and probably us. Yeah, we, I think it's fair to say that we we went all in on yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, um, there wasn't much of a plan after that. It was win in twenty nineteen, and then try and run it back with the same group of guys the year after the bucks how old was that team they just that was just full of vets they just yeah. paid a load of vets to come in and win and it paid off the rams like look how many guys they've got like every year we like oh, how do the rams keep all these guys because they just go all in they just pay. the, ra- the rams just, don't have just, cap space that's it. they're just they're just <laughs> kicking their problems down the road they're just they kicking them down the road and i think that's what all the other AFC west teams and the other AFC teams in general have decided that as long as they have their quarterback they're just willing to go and pay the other guys mm. and will it pay off well it can only pay off for one of them this year yeah. if that like that's it there's only in the day there's only one lombardi that gives gets given away at the end of each season so there's going to be a lot of disappointed teams and yeah imagine their disappointment if it's the chiefs that pick it up <laughs> to lose entire kill <laughs> imagine that imagine that with their young core, because that will strike fear into other teams more so than anyone else. If the Chiefs come out and have a great season, an AFC Championship winner and, and a Super Bowl appearance and potentially a Super Bowl win, with yeah. a young team that's minus Tyreek Hill and minus Tyron Ty- Matthew, then teams are going to look at it and then they're going to think, well, how do we keep up to this team? Yeah. It's, 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 it's it's great. It really it, is. It, I am I am really, really excited for this for this draft. Yeah. Um yeah. 
like you said, I'm not I'm not happy with all the tra- chatter going on before, and I just want to get it done now. I want to get in there and see, just see yeah. what Veach is doing and what he's planning because this is really exciting. And like you said, it could be a really defining moment for Veach. Mm. Um, and yeah, we're all here for it. Um, Will you be staying up to watch it? I don't know. We're picking very late, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I might just get up early just as we're picking, and then I, I get up and then I see, oh, the Chiefs traded to twelve, and they've got no first round draft picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the worry, isn't it? How do we play it? Because it, it's on very early hours of the morning here, isn't it? And mm. the further you get, and it gets so drawn out as the draft, and it's getting drawn out longer and longer and longer every year now. Yeah. Um, and can I just ask, right? And you might be able to answer this for me. Why is it the team that's taking the first pick always lets the clock run down for their allotted time slot? Why don't they just they surely know who they're going for in the first pick? Capitalism. But there, there it is. America. America. <laughs> that is why. That Draw is... it out longer. Get all more <laughs> adverts why. in. I get it now. <laughs> that is why. That I get it why. now. I get it there now. Um, just one thing before we get on to uh, our, <laughs> our draft pick position predictions. There's a lot of P's in that, isn't it? Um, Veach was uncharacteristically late for the press conference uh, this week, where <laughs> apparently he was late because his defensive meeting ran over and it was quite it went over a, quite a bit. So, are they going to go defense after all that wide receiver talk that we were talking about? <laughs> are they going to go defense? Um, again, only Brett Beach will know. Right then, mate. First pick position prediction for the Chiefs. So I don't have to give a player. Not a There's player. No, no, no. No, no let's player. Not two players. Let, let's go. What position is going to be picked first by the Chiefs this year? Edge. Edge. It's a good shout, isn't it? I, I, my reasoning why? Because I don't feel like the Chiefs felt that they had a chance to get an edge in the top 10 to 15 of this yeah. draft. And trading Tyreek Hill has presented an opportunity for the Chiefs to go up and get a guy that they felt like they didn't have an opportunity to get. And it's so hard for the Chiefs to get to the top of the draft and take one of these edges that pop up every year yeah, because it takes quite a bit of capital to get up there. You're sacrificing a lot to move into the early teens or, I don't know, the single digits of the draft. So when you go to get that, when you eventually make that move, it has to be for that guy. Mm. And I feel like they know that this opportunity isn't going to come around very often. And trading Tariq Kill presented that yes they know that they can get receiver later on they've already talked about it being a really deep class mm. but now that they have this extra one to play with they can package some of these picks move up and go get an edge edge defender we know traditionally that edge defenders isn't a very deep position in the draft it, they normally there's no, normally an early run yeah. and so the chiefs will see that as an opportunity to go up and get an edge defender which they desperately need yeah, and it plays along the, the mindset that Veach was in his defensive meeting a very long time. <laughs> so it could there be that, go. mate. You could be right there. Um, I'm going for the, the usual one. I'm going wide receiver. Um, I, I just think that because we've only got the very short-term deals with the current wide receiving core that we've got, I think we're going to at least get somebody from it. I don't know. I don't know if we'll move up for one. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the key here. I think it's whoever falls to us at pick 29, I think... Okay. 
it might be quite tempting just to go, you know what, let's just get the guy that we've, uh, you know, that, that's fallen on our lap. So I've gone okay, white. So receiver. presuming that then, you, you're saying that the Chiefs aren't going to use, um, aren't going to trade in those first round picks, where I'm pretty much saying potentially yeah. they're going to need to trade both of them to get there. So they're only, in my mind, they're only going to have the one first round pick. Right. You're saying they're not going to trade, which means they've got two. So if they take a receiver at 29, what position are they going with at 30? I would go edge. <laughs> so you would take actually, it. You would... Just saying that, I'd actually probably look at, I mean, I don't know how, how deep the corner position is yeah. in this draft, but again, it could it could be an edge or a corner, couldn't it? But I'm probably going to go edge with what you're saying there, I think. Um, a leftover edge. A leftover edge and just yeah. see if we can polish him up. I think that's probably going to be, yeah. But It's about time that we hit, that the Brett Beach hits, hits on like a, a defensive lineman of some kind. Yeah. Because like he's had a few swings now. Yeah. Um, obviously he hasn't obviously given up as much as like two first round picks to go and get one. Well, unless you include Frank Clark, of course. Um, yeah. well, that was a first and a third, but he's taken a few swings with it and it's not really paid off. We all remember the Breland Speaks pick and obviously oh, Josh Kando. God, yeah, um, yeah uh, Colin Saunders as well. And it's not really worked out as a position. It's a position he's done quite well with free agency, yeah. um, but, but not in terms of uh, draft picks. So if he is going to go D-line, um, he absolutely needs to nail it because getting after the quarterback, quarterback is all that matters these days. And yeah, yeah you can't. No. I know it's a cliche. You just can't have enough pass rushes. So yeah, I, I would be. I, I I would be happy if they went edge and receiver at twenty nine and thirty. Yeah, I would be. I would be happy. I just think I would be happier if they took a top tier guy yeah. in edge. I would rather them have a top fifteen pick and just have the one draft pick this year than take two good good to not average but not great either type of players but it's all it's all a load of rubbish anyway because no one really knows how good how it's they're going to translate to the nfl anyway it is it is it's a lot we obviously you have a a great chance of success with the first round guys but at the end of the day you never know how these players are going to react to being in the nfl locker room so is there any more bosses around that we can probably try and draft yeah i trade by first round picks for a bosa (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but come in, is there a, is there a third bosser out there that we, yeah. we 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 can probably pick up in the draft somewhere? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't... he might be like the other Manning brother. Yeah. Like the, the oh other God, yeah. <laughs> Cooper Manning, like who's yeah. uh, he's he works in investments, doesn't he? Like <laughs> imagine be, imagine being Archie Manning. You've got Peyton, you've got Eli. Both of them got two Super Bowl rings. Oh, this is my third son, Cooper. He's, <laughs> he's not physically gifted in any way, shape, and form, but he works in investments. Right. I don't think you get that long of an introduction, would like, you? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm a father of three boys. Like, um, I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm sure I love them all the same, but I probably won't be like them as much. And so, <laughs> if that was the case, <laughs> so maybe, maybe we need to ask Archie Manning and put your entries in for Father of the Year to Tom Childs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Draft crush. Now, um, I know we said we're not really particularly all fair with the players that we're looking at or anything like that, but I've actually gone for a draft crush. Uh, and you mentioned him earlier in the show, so you've blown this one out of the water for me. But Chris Olave, mm-hmm. um, I've been on about him for months now. Um, from, my, from when I saw him, I thought that guy's open. He gets open a lot. Um, yeah. He's not a physical kind of wide receiver, but I just think with with... With the IQ he's got, 
I think he's, he'd be a perfect fit for us because getting open is obviously the key thing here. And if he yeah. has to play on the fly with how vintage Mahomes was playing on the fly, yeah. I think that matchup will be perfect for the Chiefs. And an IQ is a big is a big deal yeah. here because everyone says how hard it is for for receivers to pick up the Andy Reid offense. Yeah. in the first year it's always talked about exactly. um, so yeah Chris Olave I think would be a good pick I'm not too sure Amazing. <laughs> I'm, not um, I, I, I'm not too sure I'm not going to say what I did at the start of this segment and then go and give you a draft crush because I just don't I don't have one I just don't it's not like the Patrick Mahomes year when it was just so Thinking obvious that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes was the guy. You just we're picking at twenty nine and thirty. Like there's just there's there's not anywhere for me to go with this whatsoever. So I'm not going to fob off the Chiefs Kingdom and give them a draft pick. It's okay to admit to know admit to that you don't know what you're talking about sometimes. So I'm not going to fob fob the Chiefs Kingdom off with a draft pick. Well, I mean. Um, the, the 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 main thing here is is if Veach does listen to this, which I, I'm sure he does listen to two British. He guys reads your tweets. Fun. He reads my tweets, so he's he's clearly got to listen to the podcast that we're on yeah. as well. So you know, he's he's if he's listening to me, and I've mentioned that I have a draft crush, and going off past experience, my draft crushes have been absolute ass. Don't pick Chris Olave. <laughs> 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 my draft crushes are useless. I mean. <laughs> I mean, clearly people must know about my draft crush now that I had when uh, the Chiefs moved up in 2017 to number 10 in the draft. And I was like, we're getting Reuben Foster. <laughs> and everybody else uh, in Chiefs Kingdom going, you are crazy. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was crazy. <laughs> uh, I think maybe we should end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't listen to me. Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. Your boys from the kingdom will return in around about two weeks' time to give you our thoughts on the Chiefs' draft class of 2022. And please... <laughs> That'll be interesting. My yeah, opinion. it will, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tom, what's your opinion on this guy? Oh, I don't know. Check notes. <laughs> uh, opens up a CBS article and goes, oh, well, this guy said he was really good. But then this guy on this other website said he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got me mid-floor there, mate. Um, please, if you've enjoyed the show, feel free to leave us a rating and review. We really do read them all and, and love to know your thoughts and how we're doing. And it's great for our bosses as well because we look great. <laughs> <laughs> There's more content on the way here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network as we get you prepped and fired up for the new season ahead. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.